What I have for us today is uh, something that's a little bit more interactive, which I think will, will help with our smaller crowd here at the theater. And it will also be fun uh, way for everybody who is participating online today to, uh, to uh, join in and do something interactive as well. Uh, this is something, if you've been with us, you may know that for messages here on Sundays, we've been using as our inspiration the prayer and song book of the Bible, Psalms. And so what we're going to step back and do today is let Vince get on his soapbox about something that I'm often on uh, and talking about, and that is expanding our imaginations of what prayer is. I'm kind of a big believer that people are probably praying all the time, but may not call it that. And so uh, if we can expand our imaginations of prayer, we can all sort of um, stop feeling so much imposter syndrome about whether or not we're doing enough. And usually there are images of God attached to that. People are like, oh, God would never want to speak to me. I don't pray enough. And I usually hear those kind of things, and I'm like, nah, forget that. God's nicer than you think. And you're probably praying all the time. You just don't realize it. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I, I think, you know, life in the modern world is exhausting. It is full of demands. And so if you just have another set of demands that is, by the way, you should be praying and you should be praying this way and it should be this often. And, and, and if you didn't do it yesterday, you should feel ashamed about that. If that is what prayer is, it's just another demand in the spiritual category of your life. I just, I, to me, it's not really going to go anywhere, and I don't think it should go anywhere. So what we're hoping for is to imagine prayer as something in an entirely different category. That's my desire, is for people to see prayer not as the to-do list for the spiritual side of their lives, as though we're like split up into like home life, work life, going out and being social life spiritual life. That's like, no, it's a, like, we're all kind of, like, everything steals from the same pool of energy, right? Uh, so we're these integrated people, and, and what my hope is that prayer is not yet another set of to-do lists, but it is something that uh, sort of feeds the energy uh, level that you have, rather than steals from it. We are opening ourselves up to the divine with prayer. The idea that, like, resources outside of what you can manufacture for yourself can fill you up, can allow you to love when you are exhausted. And, you know, whether that's with children or with family members or with people at work or people in your neighborhood or people across the internet, how on earth can I choose to love when I feel so tired all of the time? Well, the idea is if we are opening ourselves up to the divine, we have access to resources that are not just our own. That is where we want prayer to live in our imaginations. When we think of what, what, what even is prayer? Experience some transcendence in the midst of life which feels pretty flat and sometimes even empty a lot. That's what we're going for. So prayer is not the demand on the spiritual part of your life. It is a reprieve for your whole self from the churn and the constant acceleration and pressure that uh, life involves. All right, we're returning ourselves to our deepest values and purpose when we pray. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, my burden and my yoke are easy. 
So to take a fresh approach at this this morning, I mentioned that we're going to do something a little interactive. I'm going to have a resource that we're going to pass out here in a second. We'll take some time even and just like break for everybody to uh, individually do it. And then hopefully we have uh, some chance for some conversations later. Uh, we're going to use a resource called Spiritual Pathways. It works this idea that everyone has the capacity to perceive God, but different people will perceive more naturally in different ways. And that's useful to know, right? What, 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 how do you most naturally perceive God? Because you can lean into that and it would come more naturally to you. And also we can improve those abilities if we keep at it, if we, if we practice these innate capacities. So the, um, the first forming of this idea of spiritual pathways was from an American Christian writer named Gary Thomas, and he called this the nine sacred pathways. We've adapted his categories to fit a little bit better for our culture here at Brownland Church. Uh, this sort of practice isn't in the category of like research or evidence-based. Uh, these were more, uh, the, uh, the, these were developed not using empirical science, but more like um, archetypes, you know, so something like the Enneagram, if you're familiar with that, is another example of archetyping. Just totally a reasonable way to try to learn more about yourself, but it's a little different than um, other ways uh, that have a lot going for them using scientific method. Um, so, yeah, so we're doing some archetyping today. And I mentioned that just because it's good to remind ourselves what is the helpfulness of something like this resource we're about to do, and then where are its limits. For things that are empirically based, that are based on, like, sampling large uh, uh, samples of individuals and then developing theories out of that, that's science, and that, that can teach us uh, in a way that uh, there are a lot, uh, a lot less limitations. Whereas archetyping is a little different. It's just a, a different approach to this. So usually what my, um, my, my uh, rule of thumb is we use archetypes to open doors, not to close doors. Some people can uh, end up getting really excited about whatever given like archetype. It's, so whether it's like the Enneagram, which it separates people into nine types. Or maybe it's, I don't know, like you're, you're super into the four houses of Hogwarts. You know, whatever it is. Whatever online test is going to tell you, hey, here is how you map onto these categories that you may know from this story. That's archetyping, right? And it's awesome to open doors, to get you to think more clearly about, oh my gosh, yeah, that does, that does seem to describe who I am. It's a really crappy use of archetypes when you say like, and that's why I don't do X, Y, or Z because I am not in Gryffindor house. You know, like that, that, that's where we, where we come up to the end of where this is helpful. So we're not going to use our resource today on spiritual pathways to close doors. We're going to use it to open doors for us. Deal? All right. Um, okay, so um, let me see. What uh, archetypes are great for spiritual reflection? Um, yeah, I think that's all my preamble out of the way. I think I'm ready to um, show everybody what this is. If you're a parent in the church, you may have heard me share about this already. Uh, Kezi and I recently did this with our 10-year-old, and he's getting to the age where he can start to build his own prayer life and not just participate in communal prayers at church or with family. And um, so you may have heard me mention this, uh, but it, it, the idea of having a resource with lots of options to consider what prayer can look like was really helpful, for example, to my wife who grew up in more evangelical church settings. So if that's you, uh, the reason it was helpful for her 
is because there was in that setting mostly just one prescribed way to do prayer and it was the the quiet time where you read your bible and pray in a very specific way and uh, and that is not always the most natural um, uh, pathway for everybody. This sort of gets us to expand that further. So that if that is not your most natural pathway, there are other things that you can try. It's very freeing for her to talk about an option-rich resource. And then for me, uh, I grew up uh, um, in more ca uh, secular and Catholic settings where I wasn't really encouraged to develop a prayer life uh, much at all. And so for, it's kind of exciting to me to be thinking about doing this even with our kids because it, it, the idea that our kids could develop something that I didn't get to develop until I was an older person. That's kind of cool. Um, so this is meant to open up doors, inject some creativity. Um, there are, there, as, as, as we go through it, I think you'll see there'll be some uh, opportunities for further conversation maybe with somebody or asking for recommendations. Um, but uh, all of this comes back to, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna learn about what spiritual pathways come naturally to us. All this comes back to that idea of rest. Where does prayer live in our life? It's the thing that is filling up our energy tank. It's not something that's shaming us because we're not doing it enough, right? Okay. All right, um, can I uh, ask somebody who's semi-close to me in the theater to just come up and uh, uh, help me pass out something? Anybody wanna jump up and help me pass out something? Yeah, Abby's gonna help me. Come on up. So uh, Abby is going to pass out um, an inventory, a paper. It's front and back, thank you very much. And then there's some pens in there as well. So if you need a pen, go ahead and take one from Abby and then take the inventory that we're gonna use here. And what we have here is um, a bunch of statements that you're going to, um, you're going to uh, give a zero, a one, a two, or a three to, okay? And zero means like this is not true of me at all. And three means this is definitely true of me. And then, you know, one and two in between somewhere, okay? Uh, again, if you're a kids' church parent, this will be familiar too, because this is what uh, we uh, passed off. Uh, we have a, a kids and families version of this resource uh, on our website. Um, what we're gonna do is we're, you'll look through, the, the statements are all categorized by pathways. And so there's an activist pathway, which is uh, described as perceiving God through confrontation and action. There's a sensate pathway, which is perceiving God with the senses, the five senses. There is the intellectual pathway, which is perceiving God with the mind. Caregiver, perceiving God by loving others. Enthusiast, perceiving God in excitement and celebration. Traditionalist, perceiving God through ritual and symbol. Naturalist, perceiving God outdoors. Ascetic, perceiving God in solitude and simplicity, and then contemplative, perceiving God through focus and attention. All right, so what, uh, what I'm gonna have us do is we're gonna put some music on. I'm gonna put uh, up on the screen here for those who are joining online, a quick QR code where you can get this, and we'll also have Mark drop it in the, uh, in the chat uh, in Discord, uh, an easy link to get to our Spiritual Pathways exercise. We're gonna turn on some music, we're gonna relax for a little bit, let everybody fill this out, and then afterwards, I'll follow up with the next part of the resource, all right? Let me throw this up on the screen here for us, and everybody, take your time. If you have questions, you can like shout them out, or just even come up here and grab me, and I can explain. Are moving through all of those uh, statements and considering yourself, signing zero to three, um, is it clear which of the categories uh, for for you, I wonder, 
Um, wh which like three stand out to you the most? Like, oh yeah, I'm scoring the highest on those. Everybody seeing maybe maybe three, maybe four that you're scoring higher on? Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's uh, let's do some let's do some uh, show of hands, or if you're uh, online, you can you can drop it in the chat if you feel comfortable doing that. Um, going through here, so who um, maybe in your top three highest scoring pathways? Who is activist? Anyone? Okay, yeah, handful here. That's great. That's great. Uh, what about sensate? Anyone scoring for that one? Okay, yeah. Oh, interesting. I feel like there was some overlap in the hands that were put up for those. Oh, okay. What about intellectual? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, lots of intellectual. Look at that. I'm. I'm. That's one of my top three. So receiving God through the mind. Cool. What about caregiver? Caregiver. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Lots there. Oh, yep, I'm seeing some, uh, some people mention here uh, and online, too, lots of, for those first four. Uh, enthusiast, anybody? Enthusiast, we have some, definitely some raised hands here. Hi there. Traditionalist, I'm a traditionalist. Anyone else? Oh, look at that. I'm the only person in this room, I think. Am I? Yeah, it looks like it. I, 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 have, a, I'm, I have a high, uh, high score for that one. Okay. Oh, forget you guys. Go... Light my candle to remind me of the presence of God without you. Just joking. No, I will force you all to do it with me because I have the microphone. Um, <laughs> uh, naturalist. Who, who scores high for naturalist? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Lots of you all over there. That's great. That's great. Excellent. Um, okay. Ascetic. Anyone scoring high on ascetic? Okay. I see a couple of hands. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And then contemplative, that's another one of mine. I'll raise my hand for that. Oh, fair number, contemplative here. That's great, that's great. Cool. Oh, another, another online, more nat Ooh, naturalist. Yeah, hey, for, for you naturalists, um, d here's an interesting tidbit, and this is um, m maybe I'm, I'm coming up against my, um, my uh, recommendation from before of saying don't do this, but it is interesting to me that naturalist is my lowing, lowest scoring, um, which maybe is like an encouragement. Again, if I, my encouragement before, don't use this to close doors, just use this to open doors. So honestly, like maybe that's an interesting thing for me to consider of like, oh, I wonder if I like have just never tried them. Maybe that's it. You know, I, if, if I like avoid those things, that would be a bad use of archetyping. But if I think, oh, that, that's interesting that I, I don't score very high on naturalist. Interestingly, my wife, naturalist is the highest uh, score for her for this. So... Yeah, it's all very fascinating, isn't it? Ooh, yeah, okay, so f folks are, are sharing like um, total numbers, I like that. Yeah, this is a good way to kind of, um, I see in, in chat, like somebody saying I had eight for caregiver, traditionals for three. Um, somebody mentioned it, you know, that they, uh, like um, top two, like they, um, they, they can identify themselves as a contemplative activist, right? If you take the top two together. Um, yeah, all of this is all of this is use, useful here. Again, if if it's opening up doors, if it's getting you to self-reflect, that's the benefit of something like this. The, the, that's the the main focus of something like this. All right, so I have uh, a second uh, part to this because the goal is not just for you to to read through a bunch of things and be like, oh, okay, cool. I have new words to describe me. Uh, no, it doesn't stop there. So I have one more sheet of paper, and maybe Abby, can I steal you one more time to pass out this second sheet that will go out to everybody? And then uh, and then if you if you uh, took a pen, if you would just give the pen back to Abby, that would be great. 
All right. So what Abby is passing out now to everybody here um, in the theater, or if you are joining online and participating that way, the second, um, this, uh, the second two pages of the document that you're looking at is a list of prayer suggestions based on the pathways that you scored highest on. Okay. Again, we also have a kids and families version of this resource always available on our website if that would be useful to you. Um, what we're going for again is there are dozens of ways you you might pray. You are probably doing a lot of these things already, and you may just not be calling it prayer. Yay, you're praying. Call it prayer. And then, hey, amazing. Maybe that imposter syndrome that God would never want to talk to me starts to dissolve a little bit because perhaps you are already putting, your, in yourself, putting yourself in position to encounter God. Um, there are, again, dozens of ways. They, these are not uh, one-size-fits-all. Uh, and these are just through the eyes of, like, Western American Christianity right? So perhaps other cultures have formed you, and you may be familiar with other ways to pray. Awesome! You add those to this list, and there are, again, dozens of ways that we might pray. Uh, all of these uh, are the types of prayer practices that can be, that can be done uh, and are even best done regularly as a rhythm. Uh, there are several for each pathway. You'll see some practices will show up under multiple pathways. But what this means is if, if you've identified two or three or even more than that um, pathways that were higher scoring for you, you now have like six to eight suggestions, okay? Isn't that fun? You now have six to eight like different ways that you might pray. And uh, what we're going to encourage you to do is to pick one. Pick one and just give it a try. Give it a try for a month. Give it a try for two months. See how that practice uh, goes. See how, how well you can stick to it. See if you're, if, if you're able to, you know, just kind of uh, go for it without uh, shaming yourself, right? There's a little bit of discipline involved, and there's a fine line between self-discipline and shame, so I'm not going to pretend that you won't have to challenge yourself to do, a, do something in a rhythm, but there's a really different rhythm to, hey, gracefully looking at yourself and say, oh, yeah, I, I forgot to do it today that's okay, I'm still loved, and you try it again tomorrow, and, oh, I didn't do it, I'm such a rotten human being, I must be going to hell. We're not doing the latter, right? We are doing the former. Um, some of the prayer suggestions uh, that are here uh, are links to outside resources. So if you have the digital version of this, you can follow those. Uh, or some of them, hey, they, in, they involve saying like, hey, ask a pastor for recommendations. And man, do I love giving recommendations. Do you guys know that I'm a pastor and I love giving recommendations? So, you know, as, mu as fun as it is to like lead Sunday services, do you know my favorite thing about being a pastor is, is grabbing coffee with people and talking about life. So, oh my goodness, if that's you that sees one that's like, ask the pastor for recommendations, you better text me or call me or put an email or get, reach out to me on Discord because I can't wait to talk. Um, yeah, pick one. Pick one uh, based on your strongest pathways. Commit to it regularly. Try it for a month. Uh, the end uh, of the second, like the, the back side of this page, has the, uh, these uh, how do you know if it's working for you? We're going to go back to what I started with here. What does connection with God feel like if we're understanding it correctly? Security and safety. That's what connection with God feels like. Sure that you are loved. Creativity or guidance or companionship in what feels hard. That's what, uh, what uh, connection with God feels like. It feels like a swelling of compassion for other people. It feels like comfort with yourself or like, you know, that kind of interior peace. Not being dialed up with anxiety, but being dialed down with peace. It feels like 
gratitude, when you feel like you don't have to work hard to stir up things that you are thankful for, that is a good sign that God is near you, okay? So all of those things are the things we're, we're looking for. Um, you may not feel these things during the actual times that you're practicing prayer. Sometimes you can't tell a regular prayer practice is working in the moment, but in general, you find yourself more connected or hopeful or something like that. And so we, we offer in this, uh, in this resource the analogy of brushing your teeth. If you brush your teeth once, it won't make your teeth healthy. But if you brush them regularly, it will, right? Where is the fine line where that starts or stops? I don't know, but somehow that's what the science shows us, right? And so prayer is very similar in that way. Again, we recommend setting a checkpoint, you know, review how this is going, because if you commit to a practice and then you, you know, you ask the questions after a month, like, hey, am I feeling more of that security? Am I feeling more dialed down? Am I feeling more compassion for other people or more gratitude in my life? And the answer to those questions are not really sure, then that's fine. You can just say, okay, I tried that prayer practice. Let me try something different, right? We do not have to like hold ourselves to that or think that we did it wrong. We can just try another one because everybody now has like six to eight suggestions to try. Deal? No, no shaming ourselves, no holding ourselves to like unreasonable account. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um, great. Well, I would love to hear how this goes. And again, if you, if you were somebody who um, has a, a prayer recommendation that's like, hey, you know, reach out to somebody for, for suggestions, know that I would love to do that with you. I'm going to pray to close us for uh, this experience. And, um, and then, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll close us up with some, some housekeeping and we'll take communion as usual. Let me pray. God, we are trying a pathway right now. We're trying a pathway of communal prayer. And as we were looking before, apparently I'm the only traditionalist in the room, so maybe everybody's just like zoning out right now, and I'm the only one connected with you. Just kidding. But we are we're right now, we are trying to put into action this idea that connection with God is what dials us down, not dials us up. Connection with God is what fills up our energy tank rather than sapping it. Connection with God is the thing that can resource all of those many, many, many demands and stresses that our life includes rather than yet be another demand or stress in our life. We long to see things that way, God. And so in this moment, right now, as we are praying, it, we acknowledge any of the ways that that is difficult to see it is difficult for me to see that this is supposed to be, you know, uh, outside of the categories of demands. It's difficult for me to see this is outside of the category of obligations right now. And I, I encourage you, I'm just going to be quiet for a moment. You can fill in the blank here in your own conversation with God right now. Why is it difficult? God, I pray that as we speak these things, we would get a sense of your feedback. Maybe we're imagining you in our minds as a person, like the person of Jesus, and you're you're giving us like you're 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 um you're giving us verbal feed or um visual feedback that we can read on your face. Like, how are you experiencing what we're saying? And I just may we feel understood. Maybe we're imagining you more as like a spirit in the room, 
or a spirit residing in our heart? Would we feel sort of a confirmation of like our muscles relax, a warmth in our chest, a calming of our racing mind that you see us and you understand and you long to, as Jesus said, bring us into rest and show us a yoke and a burden that is light, that is unlike the rest of the demands and stresses of life. As we uh, take whatever self-understanding or self-knowledge that doing this exercise leads us into, uh, as we take it forward, um, may that be useful to us, God. Would you use it to, to help us have some nice conversations today or this week? Would you use it to help us make a commitment in some way to some sort of prayer practice, and would that benefit us? Would we feel all of those ways that we're talking about feeling connection with you? And then would we truly, would, would the only thing that you hold us to, God, in some sort of like intense way be that we don't shame ourselves, <laughs> that we do not you know, decide that we're doing it wrong if the commitment we made doesn't yield results after a month? Would instead we go back to the list and come up with something new? Because we are believing that the way that you treat us is the way Jesus treated people. We are believing that that's your character and not any version of some distant finger-wagging God that, um, that is certainly common in our culture, but we're, we're, we're choosing thoughtfully to resist those pictures, and we're turning to you, Jesus, to guide our pictures. What does it look like to connect with a God of love? So would this benefit all of us in our own ways this week and uh, for the rest of the summer? In Jesus' name. Amen.